Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. Hello, we're at the BATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we use with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens. It still has our momentum management compressible blade technology. So the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed. Uh, in flight, it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out, get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America podcast cooking edition. I'm your host, Jeff Vance. Now, my guest today is very well known in the, in the outdoor media as the social, as the SoCal bow hunter. Now you can find this uh, blog and everything like that online. He also has a YouTube channel, but what this episode we're going to be talking about is we're talking about cooking as everybody knows, but I'm really excited because he's got three dishes that he wants to tell us about. And he sent me the message and boy, they sound delicious, but I want him to tell us each one, break it all down and, and where 
this all came from, if it was a, if it was something that was passed down, if this is something he created, I'm going to let him tell a story. So why don't you go out, go ahead, Alan, take it away. All right. Thanks, Jeff. The, uh, the, the three recipes that I think that I love the most, you know, the, the, I'm going to start backwards. I'm going to go with the main dish because that's, that's what you're going to have to start prepping for early. Um, but it's, uh, it's venison stroganoff. It's really simple. Uh, but my, uh, my dad used to make it, uh, growing up and I used to love it because all three of these recipes can be used with, um, just any meat that you have in your freezer. I mean, and the reason I like it is because sometimes you'll just take out a package of stew meat or, you know, just chunk meat. What do I do with it? Well, this is a perfect example of what you can do with it. So my dad would take, um, stew meat or chunk meat, sear it up with some garlic, um, just, just to brown it and, um, throw it in the crock pot with, uh, um, stroganoff seasoning which you know, mccormick makes one you just pour it in there with some water um and i think it's a can or two of mushrooms let's put it this way it's probably a can of mushrooms i always throw two in because i like mushrooms uh and then you let it simmer for the day you know five five six hours on on low and then uh while that's simmering uh i like to work up two appetizers and the the two appetizers, I, I just call them venison gold medallions and uh, venison poppers. Now, the there's a little bit of prep with, with each one. The, the venison gold medallions I got from a, a, a teammate of mine when I was playing rugby in New York. And the great thing about these is you marinate them. You can throw the marinade in an hour or two before uh, you cook them if you want. And it's real simple. It's sesame oil and molasses. That's it. Um, I sometimes will throw in a little bit of uh, sea salt or something like that just to give it a little tang. Um, but that's it. And you let it sit in the fridge for a couple hours. And it's great just to, while you're talking around the grill, waiting for, for stuff to cook up, um, you know, popping them in your mouth. Um, let them sit for, you know, a minute or two on each side and eat them medium rare. The, uh, the poppers, everybody's got their own little version of, of doing it and they're different marinades. And I try to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, when I've cooked these, I, I cook, I've cooked these for my buddies twice in the last few years. And we eat every single one of them. Now, I don't like jalapenos, um, but I love fresh jalapeno poppers. Uh, we'll take, usually I'll grip, go to a supermarket and I'll grab a bag of jalapenos, you know, 12 to 15 jalapenos. Because you got to remember, you're going to be cutting them in half and you're going to double up whatever you've got in there. But the night before, I'll cut up the... Uh, the stew meat or chunk meat into strips and I marinate it in what's called speedy sauce. You can find it on Amazon. Um, but back in New York at the state fair, they always had chicken speedies or beef speedies, but mainly chicken speedies. And it's, it's, uh, 
don't know if it's a Greek type of marinade. It's it's tangy. It's a vinegar based marinade. Um, shake it up, pour it all over the meat, mix it in, let it sit overnight. Uh, and the poppers really easy. You just cut the pop, the jalapenos in half, scoop out the seeds, and then I just take uh, um, some cream cheese. And I don't even get too crazy with it. I just cut a little corner of the cream cheese off and I squeeze it. I use it like a, a, a decorating bag for a cake. And I just squeeze a, a strip of uh, cream cheese in it. I'll put a piece of the uh, piece or two of the um, stew, the marinated meat. And then I wrap it in a piece of bacon. And each jalapeno gets wrapped in one piece of bacon. And the key, the key with those is, you know, and I pin it down with, you know, a toothpick, but I let it sit. I cook them slow and that's, I usually have them prepped if not the night before the morning of when I'm cooking, because I'll put them on the grill and let them start to uh, sit for you know five, six minutes, depending on how you just want to make sure that your bacon is done. Once the bacon is crispy, they're good to eat. And while they're cooking, that's when I cook up those gold, those venison gold medallions and burn through those. Um, and then by that time, you, you know, when you're ready for the main course, you're coming in and you take a 16 ounce uh, container of sour cream and you mix it in with the, uh, with the stroganoff, let it sit and you boil up some egg noodles. And uh, they got to be egg noodles. They got to be light. They got to be big. And once they're boiled up, throw them on your plate and just dump as much of the stroganoff mix as you want over it and go to town. Uh, I can't remember a single time growing up that we ever had any leftovers. Um, my brother and I, we would, <laughs> we would eat my dad out of house and home. Um, so, uh, and he and he loved it too. So it's it's a great recipe. Everybody's happy, but you get to try three different types of uh, way to prepare venison, and it's it's easy. It's easy to do. You can do all of it the night before. That is a, a very delicious recipe right there. I um, over Christmas, my sister and I were comparing, like going over uh, recipes for venison, and I she gave camp one that's really it's real simple, and. What it was entailing is it just primarily, it's got cream, two cans of cream mushroom in it. It's got, I think we end up using like six pounds of venison between a venison roast, tenderloin, and some steaks that we, uh, that my brother-in-law and I both put together. And that turned out to be delicious. And we just let that simmer for several hours. Well, it appears I may have deleted the recipe, so that doesn't really matter anymore, I guess. So I'll leave it at that, but I will, I've posted pictures of it. I just got to figure out where I let, let the recipe at. So, but anyways, I will always post that in the show notes later on, but it was the way it, it had the consistency because we use also used um, beef, uh, uh, beef gravy with as well. And then and a couple other, but they're all out of a can. So then you just, you just season taste, but what did it end up doing? And then making it so tender, so it turned into where you could actually create like a, a beef hot plate with it, because the the gravy that came with it, you just put on a piece of bread, throw your meat on there, and then you, and you just, and 
uh, put it all together and just, it was just a fantastic meal. And my sister has this crazy recipe for potatoes where it's got cream cheese and it's got butter, salt and pepper. And it's like, it's just, it's so delicious. Nice. And she, it's like, and she likes having gatherings now because she gets to make it the, and she doesn't, cause she doesn't make it very often because it, it feeds a lot of people. And so it, it's just the two of them, her and her husband. So it's like the, she purposely waits for Christmas or Thanksgiving to get together to make this big meal. And so it's just, it was, it was a very fun experience and we all got to have some, uh, some good, good food. Excellent. Excellent. I'm a big fan of good food. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we both could, uh, we both know what good food tastes like. Uh, well, Alan, thank, well, Al, thank you for coming on, sharing us these recipes and such. I'll post pictures. If you have pictures, please share them with me. Cause I'd like to inc- incorporate those in the post. So this way then people could see the final product. And if not, I will see what I can come across online and go from there. Sounds good. I know I have some pictures of the poppers for sure. The other ones don't usually last long enough for me to take pictures, but uh, maybe I'll just have to make some. That is true. Yeah, that is the truth when it comes down to making really good food. I've seen my my creations disappear real fast. We've gotten really big into making security boards with venison. We'll get uh, um, tenderloin and we'll grill them up till they're nice and pink, about 135 in the middle. And then we just thinly slice those up, serve them on a cutting board, and people just demolish them. Nice. All right, my friend, Al, I will let you go. Thank you for coming on the podcast again. I'm looking forward to watching your information pop up on my feed when it comes down to the upcoming SHOT Show. Well, thanks for having me, and uh, um, hopefully uh, there'll be a, enough content that everybody wants to see. I'm, I'm pretty confident you'll come up with something fun to hear. I'm looking forward to seeing your, your brother's interview and his perspective on the SHOT Show experience. Me too. Me too.